gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up, wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakoven and Enrique Alvarez Cleary. A wonderful Wednesday here in the 93.7 The Ticket Studios. Time for the Ticket Water Cooler. Thanks for joining us. We've got plenty of Husker and college football to talk here, uh, but uh, we are going to open up with making fun of the Yankees, which everybody enjoys in sports other outside really? the Yankees. Fans. Really? This is what we're doing? <laughs> this is what we're doing. Uh, because the Yankees Ridiculous. are on a losing streak that's basically historic, but is, it also kind of tells the story of how good the Yankees are. that They haven't lost 10 in a row uh, since 1913, I believe it was like 19. It was they haven't lost nine in a row since like 1958 or something yeah. like that, and they haven't lost ten in a row since like 1913 or something. So here, I got it on here. L- Yankees losing streak hits nine, the longest since 1982. There it is. Oh my goodness! Uh, imagine <laughs> just Royals fans right now. Are just <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, that sounds nice. <laughs> They're like, great. only nine games. Yeah, nine games, <laughs> 82. Um, the Yankees are do, are really struggling. They've been outscored fifty three to twenty uh, in, in this nine game losing They're streak. So bad. Uh, according to Elias Sports Beer, their last ten game losing streak was in June. What was well from May twenty first to June sixth of nineteen thirteen, when the team was in their first year of being known as the Yankees. They play uh, against Washington tonight, so you could see that happen tonight. They're, the, they're gonna lose. T- tickets at Yankee stadiums are going for three dollars. <laughs> oh, I can actually go to a game at Yankee Stadium. Oh, I need to talk to my wife. We need to go to a game this year. It costs a little bit to get out there, but the, as far as you know, going into the yeah, I mean, it would be pretty. Cool. I got family in New York, so I don't even need a hotel. Hey, there you go. So we'll be golden there. Uh, yeah, this yeah, is I mean, ridi- this is, okay. The Yankees this season are ridiculous. Like it's just, I don't understand how they are so, how they're so bad, and and I don't I don't know if this is ridiculous or anything, but like. I know it's not one person that can make this big of a difference, but if Aaron Judge was healthy, you saw, you know, he missed the first he got injured after a couple of games and the Yankees were terrible. He came back for like two weeks and they were actually winning games and looking like a competent <laughs> team. And it's like, wow, one guy who's just an outfielder makes this big of a difference. Like, this is crazy. Um, the pitching is awful, the bullpen is terrible, the 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 batting is, is awful, the fielding is, is awful. There's just no redeemable qualities with this Yankees team. And I don't know where to go from here because they spent a lot of money and nothing is working, and they're probably going to spend more money this well. Actually, you know what? I hope they spend more money this offseason because maybe it'll actually look like they're trying to do something as opposed to the trade deadline when they did jack bleep. <laughs> it's it's bad. It's terrible. They haven't had a losing record. They haven't had an under 500 record to end the season since 1993, 95? I think it's 95. They haven't had an under 500 record to end a season since 1995. And this is going to be the team that does it. And it, 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 that is the question: is what? Do, what do you do? Do you blow it up? I mean, you've got a good roster seemingly, but nobody's playing well. They have one pitcher in Garrett Cole, a starting pitcher that's under a four, a sub four ERA. Um, I, I guess King. You he's the only redeemable he's not quality. A yeah, Luis Severino is terrible. 
Nestor Cortez has been hurt all season, so you can't even use him. Uh, you're using relief pitchers as starters. Um, you're, you're, it's just, it's just bad. Like I, I have, I have and no nobody's words. hitting over two seventy. Nope. I, I, Judge, you paid all this money for Josh Donaldson, and he's garbage. Aaron Judge is hitting two seventy, but he hasn't even played half the season, maybe more. So it's, I don't know. Giancarlo Stanton's hurt again because he's always hurt. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I have no words. Do you want Aaron Boone out? Yeah, I want Boone out. I want Cashman out. I want everybody out. Okay, yeah, fire sale. Uh, it, it is kind of funny because I re- I've been reading, you know, with their with their struggles. Aaron Boone sounds like Scott Frost post 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 losing games. You know, where you just don't you run out of answers. You know, at, for 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 first few years or first few losses, he's just like you oh. can kind of tinker with this and that. Now he's saying again, just kind of what you say when you lose. He said, "Pretty down, but we've got to fight through it." There's a common quote. Shut up. And they sometimes you just have some tough luck out there. <laughs> yep, that's yeah. true. <laughs> tough like, luck isn't uh, this far into the baseball season. There's a lot of games. Like, hold on. Let's see how many games played. Like, so you have three people who have played over a hundred games. Mm. Anthony Volpe, who is a rookie, who has played 125 games. Glaber Torres, who is up and down every year, seemingly 124. DJ Lemayhu, who is old. I love DJ. I love the the machine. Um, 103. And Anthony Rizzo, who has been out for quite some time with post-concussion syndrome symptoms um, after he got ran into by uh, 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 the Padres shortstop, Francisco Lindor, and they kept playing him for like a month and a half, even though he was hitting like 120. Like, he's played 99 games. Those are are your four – Four players that have played the most. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa is at 98, um, and then everybody else is under 90 games played, and it's ridiculous. I don't I don't know where you go from here if you're the Yankees because, like you said, it's not a bad team. It's just you're playing bad. Yeah. Like these, all, all of these players roster, are, are pretty good. Team. They're just not playing good. <laughs> yeah, so it, it is weird, and, and we'll kind of see where, where they go from here. Uh, as Big Bird points out, uh, Yankees would be in, in second place in the AL Central right now. If that they would. Feel any better. That is true. Um, the White Sox, who are in the second last place of the AL Central, just got rid of uh, their vice president and general manager. So the Yankees they, got swept by the White Sox. Did they? I think. Or they lost two of three. One of those is true. The White Sox are 49-77. and 77. So that's why they're kind of making their moves, but that's kind of interesting. And it's just it. I mean, overall, it's it's one thing I do like about baseball is how cyclical you know it is. I mean, these are teams, and that's been a while for the White Sox. I'm kind of aging myself. It's probably been about 18 years since they won that <laughs> title. But in any case, you know, these are teams that you can kind of think of as um, you know teams that are they're in the race here and there. Uh, the White Sox haven't been the last couple of years. That's yeah. why they're making the moves. The Yankees. Well, they I mean, were like what two years ago. It was like yeah. a fun White Sox team, and everybody goes, "Oh, this is the team of the future." And and I don't know what it happened. Just dissipates. <laughs> uh, but the Yankees. Um, just bad. I think. I mean, you've got to get rid of Aaron Boone. I think. Yeah. If if there if there's... you were talking about firing him two years ago, and then they went on that miraculous run and made the postseason, and the same thing with last year, and you had the MVP and like all of these things, and you're just like, oh my gosh, like maybe Aaron Boone is doing something right. But you wa- you wanted to fire him two years ago. You wanted to fire him at at you know certain points during the season last year. I think it's just time to rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah. Stop threatening to fire. Just fire him. <laughs> just get rid of him. Find somebody else. Uh, but also, Cashman, what are you doing? Make moves. Yeah. Make moves or be gone. Uh, John and Cortland says, uh, or what was it? He, was, he just texted in again. So he said, Rico, I feel you like talking Cardinals next year. 
Yeah, yeah, the Cardinals have a spotted rough year too. Spotted cow has no uh doesn't doesn't care that I feel bad. It says no losing <laughs> record since 95. The Yanks will be okay. Yeah, I mean it is it's a spoiled franchise and a spoiled fan base I should say at least because if anybody that is a Yankees fan now um was born into being great. Like the Yankees already were were all the all-time greatest. I was born in 93. Yeah. I you know they have those at the you know the end of the nineties, the beginning of the two thousands. Oh yeah, Big but run. the the one that I remember is two thousand nine. Yeah, that's the one. I've got multiple in my lifetime, but in my sports memory bank, I have one. That's kind of how I, I am as a Celtics fan because I can. That's that's always the funny part about the Boston fans attacking Yankees fans for being born Yankees fans when the Celtics fans are the kind of the same thing where it's like you were just born into yeah, being, like, oh, having the greatest team as far you, as championships. You were bored and you looked up and saw banners. Yeah. Like, well, come on. That's what I mean. That's what both of us did. We we're just like, who had the most championships? I'll pick that team. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it is you know it's, it's like the a Patriots th- thing. Like I was yeah. when I was starting to pay attention to football, the Patriots were they they were like winning the Super Bowl. Like 2001, you know, around that like early 2000s, the Patriots were that team. So I was yeah. like, yeah, that one. But they the team that the team that's playing in the last game of the year. Yeah, that one. I like that team. Uh, but they they weren't they weren't where they are now. It's kind of cool to watch them rise because you know with the 49ers and the Cowboys and the Steelers like historically having their battles about who's the mm-hmm. greatest NFL franchise of all time. We've seen in the last 20 years the Patriots jump into that mm-hmm. discussion. They've had six in in 20. They've had six since uh, 2001. So, and like the Cowboys have their what, six or however the Steelers have six, right? I believe so. Since you know their inception, since the inception of the Super Bowl, and the Patriots have gotten theirs in the last twenty three years. <laughs> I don't know, but there's not there's uh, again. But now make, they suck. To make fun of your teams, I don't know if there's a light at the end of the tunnel right now. Yeah, no, now they suck. The yeah. the one team that I root for that doesn't suck is the team that has always sucked. <laughs> Who's that? The New York Knicks. Yes, and they they, they typically and they're suck. just middle of the road. <laughs> It's tough. I mean, again, that's what I always say about being a Nebraska basketball fan. You're not in it for the glory. You're <laughs> if you're a Nebraska basketball fan, <laughs> you're you're a diehard and you're you're a true fan because there's not a whole lot of great times. Mm-hmm. You, there's just times. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not to be too. I mean, they've, they've had some good moments. So get I me love, wrong. I love that. You don't really have great times. You just you have time. <laughs> Like that's part of the for me being a Nebraska basketball fan. It even it even feels feels weird when they have success. You know, it's like I'm more comfortable fighting to get to 500 and you know at the end yeah. of conference play, um, just playing somebody on the road and disappointingly losing and end up seven and ten in the league. Yep, that's that's Nebraska basketball. Like that that's, year that they were really good and should have made the tournament but did make the tournament. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> you know, I'm mad, but also like it was a really good season. <laughs> Oh, oh, I get man. it. Gorilla Bear, uh, you just Rico just picked all the best teams at the time and said, "Yeah, this will do." I feel like that's I feel like a lot of kids if their yeah. parents aren't forcing them to pick a team, that's just what they do. They if you're watching a sport and you're like, "This team's really good. I want to do that one." Well, and that's what exposure does. That's why Nebraska doesn't just magically have fans all across the country. There's not just Californians for Nebraska just for fun. Um, you know, Nebraska was so good for a long that that's what happened. Um, even going, you know, my, my trip to the Philippines is kind of cool because they have a big NBA culture over there. But it's all Golden State Warriors and even Chicago Bulls. Uh, if if you've it, you know if you've had that level of success that mm-hmm. stretches over decades or is you know in, in the Bulls' case is that dominant for a short period of time. That's who people are drawn to when you when you first watch a sport. You don't usually, and I say usually because mm-hmm. some people do, and I have. Uh, you're not usually just want to pick out 
a middle of the pack team. When you first watch a sport, it's like who is you know you want to watch the most spectacular part of it. Mm-hmm. And you see, it's is even with team success, it, it kind of boils down to individual success as well. Because some of those Chicago Bulls, like if if you weren't able to watch the Bulls play, but you know Michael Jordan, you see him with a Bulls jersey on, you're like. Okay, I, I like that team. Where is it? Chicago? Yeah, I'm a Chicago Bulls fan because of this guy, Michael Jordan. Like, you have people who follow LeBron James. They're Cleveland yeah. fans, and they're Miami fans, and they're Cleveland fans again. Now they're L.A. fans. Like, they're just people that follow certain players to teams, and then at some point, maybe they, they adopt whatever team uh, a team that they ended up on maybe it's not their final team maybe it's just a team in the middle but they fell in love with the 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 culture the colors the uniforms the other players on the roster the way that the city um surrounded and supported that player and that team so that's that's how fan bases are built it's just, like you said it's exposure whether it be from a team standpoint or exposure from from an individual player you have to get out there and you have to have success in order for your fan base to grow well, it's kind of funny too because then the 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 like the OGs of the fan base start get attacking like the new guys. Yeah, you know? they're that like, was, "You weren't here last yeah. year," and I'm like, "Why are you mad that your fan base is growing?" <laughs> yeah, that was a big part of Red Sox Nation when it was blowing up when they started winning all their titles in the early 2000s. There's like there was this like there was the new people and then there was the old diehard Red Sox that had never seen a title for 86 mm-hmm. years and they suffered all through it and they were mad at the new ones who are just coming in and enjoying all the success. What are your thoughts on like, you know, when you get when there's new fans, sometimes they don't know all the history, like yeah. the older fans that are just like, when I say this name, do you know who it is? Then you're not a real fan. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like you could do that with with different time periods. I mean, I, I don't I don't like the real fan discussion. I mean, there is you will look silly at times if you don't know who who people are and mm-hmm. I and I get that but I hate fan rules. It's so stupid. Like, just it, f- sports are supposed to be fun. We're all supposed to be having fun, and then we like turn against each other and be like, "I'm a bigger fan than you." And again, it just leads to like deep d- discussions. Now, like Ted Carter has done more for the University of Nebraska than 99.99999 percent of all the Husker fan base. When he's Ohio State Buckeye, is he more of a Husker? Than we are, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, if he is currently an Ohio State Buckeye, yeah, then maybe he's not because we're still Husker fans. I graduated from university or whatever, but then as soon as he leaves Ohio State or retires, then he's definitely more of a Husker. Than and then everybody's just like, ah, come on back, Ted. Come <laughs> yeah. on, we still love so you. So it's just like I don't know what what makes you more of a fan, what makes you more of a Husker. It's all it's all up to whatever argument you want to put out. None of it makes any sense. No, there are no rules, and the points are made up. <laughs> And one of my big things, too, is it became very uh, – you were against people who would wear jerseys of players yeah, that we're were still, younger than them. Apparently, we're still doing that. I think we're done with that. I think we should be done with I it. I just saw uh, Taylor Taylor Lewan on the Bustin' with the Boy. Well, it wasn't – I don't think it was Bustin', but it was a whatever podcast, and he was talking to somebody, and they were talking about how it's weird for adults to wear jerseys. And now we've gone on to the it's weird for adults to go to games. Ugh. And I'm like, okay, so you won't have professional sports? Because kids aren't buying tickets, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like our escape from reality. It's it's the they're fun. like it's, they're like it's weird. You're a 50 year old man and you're cheering on a 23 year old. I'm like that's yeah. why is that weird? I don't. I get it from the outside sports fan. Like base, it sound if you say it like that, a 50 year old is cheering on a 23 year old. Yeah, that's kind of weird. But when you're saying it like a 50 year old, you know, uh, Nebraska Cornhusker fan is is cheering on his senior quarterback for Nebraska who was 23. Like it's yeah. not weird. It's not weird. How's it weird if somebody's been cheering on the same team for 30 years? You know, at some point they are going to be younger than you. Yeah. 
Although it is, I still do find it a little bit weird once we get into like high school recruiting and about, that's like, a little bit. Year old. Yeah, because then you're still like, well, this a little bit. Like this guy's gonna be great. It's like at, at, at getting his driver's license. <laughs> you know, like he's gonna have to do that first. Doesn't even know how to write his name in cursive. <laughs> what are you talking about? He's gonna be great. Can't even sign your jersey. Is yeah. that do kids know cursive still? I don't think so. I don't think it's being taught anymore. At sixteen, at sixteen years old, they know cursive. Should they? There's a lot of adults that don't know cursive. It's not being taught anymore. That's sad. When we were in, I don't know. I I, I learned cursive. So when yeah. we were at the World War One like History Museum, <laughs> we're at the World War One History Museum. There's these letters in the in the basement from a, a dad to his son when he was you know doing all this, and it's in cursive. And me and Rachel sitting there were reading them, and this like sixteen year old who knew like all of the guns and the countries in World War all that. He's like standing there and he goes, I don't know what this says. And one of the guides goes, oh, you don't like you can't. He goes, no, I don't know cursive. <laughs> and we're just like, oh, no. Have you guys ever thought about like the cursive writing system? What do you mean? What's the point? Fancy, is, fancy writing. What is the point to cursive? Fancy writing. We view it as it's no, also we're getting a, too deep here. No, it's an easier it's an easier way to write because you don't have to pick up the pencil or the pen that is every true. time. It's a lazy way. Everything to write. is connected. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Lazy. It's easy. Well, when they were using ink and you didn't have to dip so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah see, you didn't wanna, you and didn't that's what it was. To, yeah. But now you have quill. pencils and pens. And you don't have to dip anything. That's a good point. I, ch- I challenge you. You say you know cursive. Let me get a few words, and you okay. Are, if you haven't written cursive in like ten years, and you think you remember all the letters, it'll be a challenge. For oh, you. I I, I could write the entire I could write the entire alphabet in cursive. I don't believe lowercase. Um, uppercase <laughs> might be a little tough. I sometimes get messed up with the G because it's like this big. I yeah, need the G see. Is hard. I know. For, I know. It's like a square know, with a little couple squigglies. Because I don't even know how to do this, and I sign my. I don't know how to do the lowercase Z. Really? I don't. That's one of those I think I, I got. So with my with my name, like Alvarez, it's yeah. there. I'm just that's a scribble. Why don't you just do Rico? I go that's a scribble. Now I will say when I sign my name, I don't like spell it out. You, I want you yeah. to cursive write all three of our names. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Okay. That'd be easy. All right, cool. I'll do that. Thank you. All right. We'll Have a good see. day. We'll see if Nick knows cursive uh, here uh, throughout the show on the Ticket Water Cooler. Uh, we've got more college football uh, storylines to come up and talk about uh, here in the next couple of segments. We'll do that next here on the Ticket Water Cooler, 93.7 The Ticket. 